I'm Natalie Heacock. And I'm Chelsea Brown. And this is Lumber Slingers. Each podcast, we will be bringing you relevant and useful industry information, including interviews with top lumber professionals and discussion of current events in the industry. Whether it be lumber grading, industry and market trends, or who's who in lumber, we hope to extend your current tally on industry knowledge. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Lumber Slingers, recording again from Chicago. Unfortunately, Chelsea's not with us again today, so it's just me carrying it on, but we will bring her back soon. So today I am sitting down with Mark Brennan, regional manager. Yep, that's right. Of U.S. Lumber, and excited to have a conversation with you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. This is your first podcast? It is. It is. Yeah. Hopefully so many more. To it. Yeah. This is officially my first podcast having drinks. Okay. So, well, hey, cheers. Yes. Cheers. We, <laughs> Chelsea and I talk about it all the time and we just never do it. So okay. it's perfect. It's like a happy hour podcast. Yeah. So I really found that you found you intriguing, I guess I would say, just because you've been in so many roles in your company. You've been there so long. So I won't talk about it. I'll let you talk about it. <laughs> Tell me where you started and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, so yeah, I've been there about 20 years. So started out 2001. It was the summer after my freshman year of college. So I responded to a monster.com ad. You know, at the time I was an accounting major and just looking for something to do to earn some money, you know, and just try to get going in that field a little bit. And so responded to an ad, started out in our accounting department, kind of working full time in the summer, you know, and then about 32 hours a week while trying to navigate going, going back and forth to school. So Really cool experience with just working in an environment while I was also going to school for the same thing. Ultimately, ended up changing majors from accounting to business management, which just probably a little bit better fit for me. Just didn't see the accounting thing long term. But um, so then graduated from the University of Georgia, go dogs. And then just kind of started working in different areas of the business. I started with a project where we moved from our current ERP to a new ERP system. Mm, that's and, tough. <laughs> yeah, it was. We were we were a little smaller then, so it wasn't as complicated as if we tried to, you know, do it today. So that was a good exposure for me to get to know everybody, get to know their challenges, understand what they did for the company and just probably develop a little bit of just empathy around, you know, okay, what what are the challenges of their position and how does that affect the whole and just really kind of get to know everybody's position. So it was one of the cooler projects I worked on. Wow. Yeah. So when you started, there were how many employees? I'm going to say 150, 200. Wow. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. And today? Uh, I, yeah, I'm going to say a, a few thousand. Few thousand. You know, just with the acquisitions and stuff that we've been that we've been doing. So. Wow, that's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, blessed to be a part of it. Yeah, that's awesome. So, have you done sales? You've been in sales roles for a while. Uh, yeah, I've done some sales roles. I did um, I did inside sales for about a year in our Greenville branch, and then um, uh, spent time with customers in more of like a regional manager capacity. And never been an outside sales rep, but been around sales for for a little bit. Um, spent a lot of time operationally. I was in a role where I worked with a bunch of our regional operations managers to meet up with forklifts, trucks, trailers, process, those kind of things. So just seen several different sides of the business and been fortunate to be in different roles. Yeah, that's awesome. It's good to see all the sides. And it's hard to see it if you come in just as sales or even for me, just as starting as accounting, trying to get into those different silos of learning about, you know, operations and everything else. 
yeah, there's a there's a definite benefit to just kind of understanding how the wiring connects, mm-hmm. you know, just how the actions in one place impact somebody else's role and just, you know, I just think the more you can do that and have empathy for what how what how, what you're doing and how it impacts somebody else, I think is important. Right. So how big is your team that you're managing right now? So I would say probably about 200 people in the Midwest. Wow. What is the hardest thing about managing that size of a team? I'd say the hardest part is just keeping up the communication, making sure that everybody's always paddling the same direction and just, yeah, just consistent communication with when you start talking about that many people and the need for all that information to get to the collective group, you know, sometimes there can be gaps there. And so that's a, that's a pretty good challenge. And then just managing different, you know, different personalities, right? Everybody's wired a little bit differently, right? So I can't take the same approach here as I do here and mm-hmm. just understanding a little bit of how, what makes people tick and, you know, just navigating that well. Right. So communication, what is your stance on meetings? <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a lot of them lately. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's important to have meetings. Well, I'll divide meetings into two categories. There are certain meetings that I think need to be have a very specific agenda with a lot of clarity around what you're trying to accomplish. Right? So those are important just to get alignment and all that. But then I really enjoy what I'll call fluid meetings, which are I'm going to have a catch-up call. Mm-hmm. And we're going to spend 30 minutes just talking about what's going on, and that's going to take us down 20 different paths. And so I I like that because it's less formal. It's see where see where it takes you. You just uncover more stuff than when you just have eight bullet points on a piece of paper that you're going to cover. Mm-hmm. You know, so we get into some crazy stuff. You know, <laughs> and it's I think it's pretty healthy. So how do you do? You actually schedule those? You put on people's calendar mm-hmm. and you just make it casual? Yeah. So we have like with all the locations I work with, we would have a call every two weeks on a Friday for an hour and a half, and sometimes they take. 25 minutes. Sometimes they take an hour and a half. Sometimes they roll over, you know, so it just depends. Just whatever, wherever it takes us. And do you talk about personal things like your kid's softball game or is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I would say there's probably 20% of that call is how did your college football team do? You know, what's going on with your kids? How was their softball tournament, soccer tournament last week? You know, so very much focused on just that group of people knowing each other well. That's awesome. We need more of that. I think over all companies I, and industries and yeah, our, our, yeah, our, our country needs to just like I think celebrate some difference a little bit and just right. what, you know. So yeah, that's awesome. So you mentioned acquisitions. Uh, you know, everyone's read the news. There's been a lot for you. What has the culture strategy been? How are you making sure that culture stay aligned with all these rapid acquisitions? So it starts with, I think, when you're in that mode and you're trying to figure that out, the first thing you're trying to do is find companies that are fairly aligned in that regard, right? You don't generally want to go do acquisitions where you're getting a culture that is 180 degrees away from what Mm -hmm. you're doing. And we've been very fortunate in the acquisitions that we've done to align with really good people who share similar values. And so that transition generally is pretty straightforward because you know what you're getting into. Right. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would like to think that the values that we've got as a company are generally things that resonate with most people. Right. Do the right thing, even when it's hard, you know, give credit where credit is due because most of it's not due to you. Right. And it's due to a teammate or, you know, things like that. So I think most of our values, while they're pretty 
obvious human nature things that, but I think sometimes we just take them for granted. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes the acquisition portion of it pretty easy because most people resonate with those values. And so we've been really fortunate that a lot of the companies that we've been working with align well. And I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not necessarily on the team that's selecting those, but I know our senior leadership, know their hearts, know what is important to them, Mm -hmm. um, puts us in a good position to kind of persist our culture, even while we're going through acquisition. That's neat. And yeah, I mean, you have to have, you have to have your culture outlined and documented and understand it and have it, you know, bleeding through your company before you can try to acquire somebody else, because then you don't know if it's a match or not, or what's going to happen. Who knows? That's right. Yeah. We, we would, yeah. And we, our values are front and center on everything we do. So, yeah. So we've always got them. Do you have them like Posted in the office, oh, yeah. on the website, you talk about them in meetings. How do yeah. you communicate that? Yeah, so they would be on our website. They would be on plaques, lasered at every single one of our branches. They would be, they would be page one when we're talking, you know, to the market about who we are. Mm-hmm. A lot of people bury values behind, you know, twenty-five different sets of graphs and things like that. It's page one. So we believe that all the graphs and all the cool stuff we've been able to accomplish are causal from the values that we have, not the other way around. So yeah, it's very front and center. That's neat. And gives you know, I'm, I'm just thinking like, we need to put that up in our office. We should have our values and, you know, with the laser, um, <laughs> like, hmm, okay, yeah. we could do that with you guys. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, today, what do you, what's your, the fav- your favorite part of your job? The people. Without hesitation, just work with really good people, who do a good job of doing what it takes to get the job done. We collaborate well together. You know, we've got, we're fortunate to have a team of highly approachable people all the way from our president to, you know, there's, there's no egos. Right. And so um, I think that's important. I think it's made us who we are. And so it's, it's absolutely just interacting with our team. That's awesome. So that no ego thing, do you think that's comes from the president down? Where does that, you know, how does that, show up in the company where people do you call people out like what does that look like yeah so i'm gonna go all the way back to so our founder lawrence newton just a fantastic guy you know just we'll have a conversation with anybody and we'll take he's very uniquely gifted at having sitting down having a conversation with you making you know that you're the most important thing in that moment and he takes something from that and he will remember it you wow. know, if, you know, if you don't see him for two years, he will remember that moment. He will take something from that conversation. And so I think that just he set the tone for that very early about everybody needs to be highly approachable because the reality is we're all after the same things. Nobody's better, you know, than another person. And so that's bled over into, you know, one of our values is lead through influence, not position, title or tenure. Right. And so just the way you re- relate to people and interact has been something I've witnessed for a long time that I just think is really important. That's really neat. Yeah. He's very good at, you know, setting that tone. So you have been in a lot of roles. What's been your favorite? I would say it's probably my current role. You know, the role I'm in was kind of leading several of the uh, Nilco branches that we acquired back in 2017. So it's been fun to take... U.S. Lumber Culture, kind of promote it in um, those branches, see them be successful in that culture, and bring that group of people t- together, you know. And so 
I think that's been, yeah, that would be my, my favorite role so far. Just working with that team of people and knocking down barriers, you know, that may have been in front of them in order to see them succeed. And then secondly was the ERP system. <laughs> <laughs> the ERP system was fun. It was. Really? <laughs> yes. Gosh, was. that sounds like a nightmare to me. Yeah. Well, for me, it was a very developmental period of my career, right? So yes, the work is hard. You've got all the stuff that comes with doing that. But from where, where I was, gaining an understanding of what our people did and who they were and getting to know mm-hmm. them and interact, for me personally, I couldn't have had a better developmental project to work on. Right. It's so true. It's the hardest projects, I think, are the ones that you grow the most on and sure. you learn the most. Like, I think I was telling you, we just implemented the tagging guns, the handheld guns. Yep. And that was such a hard project for me, but I learned so much about our business sure. that I never would have, you know? Yeah, you just get exposure to things that you didn't even know were going on. Right. You know? And so, yeah, when you can when you can see it and feel it and touch it and train it and, you know, then it's, to me, it's about developing how those wires intersect to understand the whole scope of the business and understand how what I do impacts somebody else. And, you know, you just develop a different way to see the world a right. little bit. And it also, at least for my project, it makes the people more like people, right? They're not just, we have 17 people that work over here. It's like, no, these are real people that are touching things every day that are, you know, having difficulties. How can we work with them and help them out? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's Jimmy. He's Mm -hmm. got four trucks that are flying at him today that he has to figure out how to get unloaded while two guys, you know, he normally works with are, you know, out because they had family vacations. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, if you don't, if you're not in it, observing it, seeing it, then you don't know that happens. Right. Yeah. It's difficult. So, you know, you've had a lot of success. You've been there for a long time. What do you attribute to your success? success? So I've been surrounded by amazing leaders just across our organization. You know, our senior leaders just have put me in positions and have been available to me to ask questions and learn from them and just really engage with them. And so... I think just there's a little bit of luck there, right? But it's it's been working with those guys, you know, and just seeing how they do it, and just how they model our values and just how they present themselves and how they carry themselves. And that that's that's it for me, you know, just, just seeing how they've done it. Being around awesome. those those guys. I forgot to ask you, do you have family in Lumber or did you just No you no. just got the job? Yeah, no, it just got just got the job. My dad was kind of an entrepreneurial spirit. You wow. know, and so um, really was never tied to a big organization. My mom worked in, you know, kind of an administrative role for, you know, her career. So, no, just happened to get lucky. That's awesome. <laughs> find it on Monster. So. <laughs> wow. That's how I got my job, though. Same yeah. thing. I yeah. mean, I don't have any family, and I found it on Indeed. Yeah. And here we are. Very lucky. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I know you have to get to the game, so we are going to do rapid fire. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yep. What's the last book you read? Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Oh, was it good? It was very good. Yeah, and I've read it three times now. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yep. You learn something new each time? Yep. Patrick mm-hmm. Lencioni. It's very good. Very All right. Good. That's next on my to-do list. What's the most recent thing you learned within the industry? Uh, probably happened today. Just, you know, being here with, you know, with a different group of people, just listening to some of their stories and their challenges and Learned that I'd probably need to think about all of that and spend more time reflecting on how we're approaching some of that stuff. Awesome. Point of the program, right? Yep. (laughs) Um, How would you describe the lumber industry in one word? Rewarding. That's good. 
And last, what's your favorite thing about the industry? Back to the people. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> you know what's really cool? What I love about these questions is we've interviewed, I don't know, maybe like 13 people now. And I think almost every single person has said the people. Yeah. It's, that's the theme. It's good people. I mean, it, re- it really is. It's, uh, you know, you get some bad apples here and there along the way in every industry. But yeah, I mean, most people are just good hearted, salt of the earth people. And yeah, that's awesome. a lot of stuff just still based on a handshake. Exactly. Yeah. It's actually a little bit scary how many things are based on a handshake. Yeah, I mean, from my accounting perspective, yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, that probably weirds you out. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? No contracts? Okay. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Appreciate your time. Yeah, and um, we'll have to have you back. Okay. All right. We'll thank you. Thanks.